0: Good morning. We are very excited to be launching a podcast. And of course, very excited to be here with Larry Rideout. Um, I'm Nicole Rideout-Hartwick. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Gibson Sotheby's International Realty. And Larry, of course, is my father. So I'm really excited to be here with you today. And what we want to talk about today is Where we are right now in terms of the market, um, and obviously you've been through so many markets. So with launching this together, um, I think it's a really cool opportunity for us to walk through your history, which a lot of people don't know the ins and outs. I don't want to know all of them. Um, And then the the history of the company and, and then where we're going. Right. So three sections that way. If we can talk through just like some of the questions that we have. But I think the ultimate message for people will be look at where you've, how far you've come, where you've come from, and anyone that's just getting into the industry to just realize that they can hunger down for a second and get through this time I think is the message that, that you are going to prove to people today. Um, sure. So without trying to tell the future like everyone's trying to do right now, kind of wanted to take a look into the past today.
1: No, we're in in an interesting time. And, you know, I wish everybody wouldn't start with how many decades I've been in this business. But unfortunately, I have been and it's uh, we've seen many changes, many challenges. And each one is its own. It's like a snowflake. Everyone's different. Uh, So you have to deal with them all differently. But there are some basic things you have to do. And for me, most importantly, is to keep focused. Whatever industry you're in, you're, you have a, a responsibility to, to be successful in that, in that business. And that one way to do that is not to be swept up in everything around you. So for me, if I was giving advice to anyone, broker owners, agents, it would be stay focused. Uh, control what you can control. That's really, you know, that's the only thing that's within your uh, realm. And that's something that you need to think about and do. Um, the rest of the noise around you is always going to be around you, one way or another. And as far as predictions, I've had, you know, I've had a couple of interviews and I've kind of said the same thing. You know, who would have predicted 2020? So it's very hard to say what 2023 is going to be about or what it's going to be like. There are so many outside factors now that affect that, that that's the time when you have to focus. The time when you have to be sure of what you're trying to accomplish and stay focused at getting it accomplished. And that's, again, that's a broker owner or, a, or, an, or an associate.
0: Right. And like, really, the people that are most focused are going to be the ones that pull out on top, because anyone that loses focus in a, in a downtime, and a lot of people will, because it's stamina, um, you're going to see yourself arise in a much higher place, which is what you've really done throughout your past, I think. It's funny, this morning, I genuinely was thinking about coming in here and doing this, and obviously, it's going to be fun for us to talk, because we know... I know the story and I'm, you know, we can dive in a little bit deeper than we probably can with most people. But I was thinking we're coming up on the second Christmas with my son and we had the bear. Remember you gave like there was a bear that I got for my first Christmas, which was like when we can probably get into that. But you guys didn't have anything at that time. It was the only gift I got and I was able to give it to my son. And there's so many little things in my life that remind me, okay, like you can get through time you can get through anything and I think that you continuously doing that Coming into something like this you're probably like, okay, you know what I mean? It's not that you're not probably like okay like let's hunker down. Let's take this seriously but I think that's what I'm hoping to get across today is like having that bear for everyone like some people might not have Been through a shift in, in their career, and it's really scary um, So to just talk through your past can you give us just I mean we don't have to get too crazy but <laughs> from where you started to how you ended up in real estate
1: well, you know, it's funny, this morning uh, there's a, I, I guess I'm helping write a book for my grandson, uh, your, your oh, son, yeah. actually. And the question this morning was so appropriate, what would you tell your 20 year old self? And I thought back to 20, being 20 years old, and, and you don't realize that there's such an amazing life ahead of you, and I was in that state. I was, you know, I had been, uh, I, I wasn't, I, did, I didn't finish college, as a matter of fact, I was asked to leave, that's how poorly I did. But the bottom line is, I, then I was thrust into a, a place that I didn't want to be, but I felt like that was where I was going to be forever. And here we are today, looking back, it's it's amazing. And I think I would tell anyone, and that's a new agent as well, everybody's going to fail, everybody's going to have setbacks. It's, it's how much you persevere that's going to carry you through. Now, when I was 20, I didn't persevere. I, I wasn't anything extraordinary. I, uh, I just ended up uh, having my, actually, my, I always credit my wife. She's the one that kind of said, you got to be doing something else better with your life than you're doing. And there was nothing wrong with what I was doing, but there was probably no future there. And I, so I shifted entire careers. I went from a, the trucking industry, essentially, to real estate. With, there's no connection there at all, so I won't even pretend there was. But when the door of real estate opened for me, it was all of a sudden I found the career that fit me. And I had so much, I worked very hard. I always worked hard. And that's one of my, I get, I say downsides. I didn't, I, I need to enjoy life more. And I, but my, I enjoy what I do. So I guess that's how I enjoy my life. But it It got me into on a path and a career path that I could have never thought of in my entire life. So I'd say to my 20 year old self, keep an open mind, keep moving. And I guess I'd say that to a new associate too. You're coming into the same t- kind of thing. You don't know what's coming. At you at presently, stay focused. Do what you have to do. Life finds your uh, your level, I guess, is where it is. And I was fortunate to have been an agent. I'm a manager, a general manager. Uh, I was actually in corporate. I ended up being a senior vice president of 25 people in one third of the country. So, my story's a great story, but it's not one that will always happen for someone. It's it's. I I think. Uh, I always said, the harder I worked, the luckier I got. And that's kind of where we are now. And to get to Gibson, uh, you know, I credit my partner Paul McGann for that. He he found this company uh, in the South End. Uh, he even pushed us towards talking to Sotheby's, although we were very, very aware of being Sotheby's International Realty and their strength and brand. Uh, but we did it. And we did it with, at that time, two and a half companies, essentially. Uh, two and a half offices, excuse me. and. We sit today at 25 offices, 500 agents. You know The growth has been well documented, so I don't need to go through all that, but we have every intention of continuing to grow strategically. That's how we do it, and that's how we'll always do it. Uh, Each market presents special opportunities, and a market that is in a shift becomes a special opportunity if you're interested in growth. Uh, That's as an associate, and that's as a broker-owner. There's opportunities now out there. Every associate needs to look at where they are and who they're working for and how they're working and what their support is. Uh, you know, it, the people have jumped around in the last few years quite a bit. And, you know, people are realizing that there's a, you need to have a foundation. There needs to be a company that has a foundation and has a support system that will fit what you do and how you do it. And, and that's kind of what we've tried to build. Uh, we, we call it a family. It sounds hokey, but we are. We're, we're, we treat our a, us agents just like they're my family. Uh, and and guess what? They treat us the same way. We have an amazing relationship with people. We're very, very exclusive as to who we talk to. We're very exclusive as to who we bring on because that culture, that family culture is so critical to us.
0: Um, No, that's great, and I think you kind of hit a bunch of topics there, but one of the things that I think right now is going to be most important to the consumer um, and should be most important to the agent and, and anybody in the industry is that marriage between Innovation and legacy, which I think we do a really good job. and might be a little biased, but I think that we're re- very representative of that in general. You want to be with a company and aligning with a company, whether you're aligning with a company as a partner and, and being an agent or aligning with a company um, in terms of listing your home that has that feeling of longevity because you know that they're innovating enough to stay in the game, but they're also, they have that nod to the blood, sweat and tears that it's taken to get here. And that's what I think we do that makes us very rare. Um, because I think right now and across all industries, there's been this real big push over the last boom um, of the economy of people that are, I can do it better, I can do it better, and they don't care about how something's been done and how an industry has gotten where it, it got. Um, and that's why you're seeing a lot of sizzle and no stake. Um, but then a lot of people are doubling down in the old ways, and that doesn't work either. We've seen that, and we really respect both sides and, and do both. So I think speaking maybe giving us a little bit of... Your insight on that, um, maybe how you've looked at that in the past because obviously that must have been a part of the plan um, you've done it from the get-go um, and then speaking to that along with the growth too, the strategy behind the growth
1: yeah I guess innovation and legacy that's a perfect marriage when you think about it and uh, Paul and I are I would say old school we came, you know we've been, we've been doing this since the '80s, so it's been a long time I started when I was 11, but that you know, we can talk about that later but uh, the bottom line is, uh, the, the, the legacy part is extremely important to us uh, and we're, we're committed to maintaining that. But in order to have a legacy, you have to be innovative and you have to realize the, the world is changing. Uh, and one of the things Paul and I made a decision on early on, maybe 10 years ago, was we don't know it all and we'll never know it all, but you know what we need to do is surround ourselves. like We always surrounded ourselves with great agents. And then we realized we were getting big enough that we need to surround ourselves with great leadership. And the reality is we have picked a team that is, we think, the, the top team in, in the real estate industry. And the beautiful thing is, I don't know that any of them are older than 40 years old. And that's, I think, the difference in my leadership team and a lot of teams is they just keep coming at me with new ideas and new things. And frankly, I'll be very honest with you, I don't understand a lot of it. And I don't try to understand a lot of it because we're not, I'm not out there listening and selling. I'm out there trying to build my, build a company for a legacy. So the leadership team has taken the run with this with things such as this. you know we've never Paul and I would never sit down and do an interview on, in a podcast, but we realize that the leadership team knows better than we do in terms of what's changing and what's going on. and guess what? We weigh in with the traditional stuff. I still. They know. They know when I don't agree with something Uh, and they have the right to disagree and they have the right to overrule me, which they've done many times. But I also am not afraid to speak up and say, hey, I think that might be the wrong direction. So we have pretty robust conversations, but my team is second to none in terms of taking this company in the direction I want it to be.
0: Yeah, no, I think that that is definitely a piece of it, too, is being able to be candid. Um, And maybe that was another thing we got lucky with. But I think being candid and knowing how you want to do something and having the strategy is what helps you find somebody that can help to run that legacy with you. And, and I think that's going to happen. It's going to be a big opportunity, I believe, in this next wave for agents is a succession plan. Um, and we could dive a little bit into that, but I really think that with the, with the great economy, new agents had deals sort of right away um, and everyone else was just moving so fast they couldn't plan. And right now, as things start to slow down and maybe people that are newer, their funnel, it doesn't look like it did before, they might want to hitch onto somebody's wagon who has gone through something like this, um, who can help them navigate. You know, a market that you do need to get a little bit creative, um, and then somebody that is interested in slowing down maybe could take this opportunity to do just that. You know, to sit and to help somebody else be their successor. Um, Do you have anything, any like advice for anybody looking for that?
1: No, I I think you just said it it, the right way. There's many of us, the real estate industry has, is aging out in a sense. There's a lot of us in here that are uh, 50 and older that have been doing a long time and doing very well, but we all know we can't do it forever. Uh, There's a whole young cadre of agents out there that could, could benefit from that group and that group could benefit from them uh, in terms of what you just talked about, succession planning. And that's something that uh, our team has kind of been working on and chewing on for some time. And we're probably, I hope, ahead of the curve in terms of that. We have a lot of our our uh, experienced agents that are now matching up with our younger agents. And it's working out phenomenally well. And everyone should think about that. And your company should be thinking about that. And if they're not, that's why we're here. We, we have the ideas. Of, um, again, moving forward with my leadership team, I didn't. I didn't bring it up. I'm one of the aging out. But the, the thing is that it, when they brought it up, I thought it was a huge, uh, a wonderful idea. And we're watching it happen, you know, in real time mm-hmm. in our company right now.
0: But another thing on that that I think is important is I wanted it to be you to kind of sit here today and talk to someone who might be feeling nervous and realize they can get through any ups and down, up or down. And we're about to talk about the last recession Um, which is really when you started Gibson and and just sort of talk us through how you took that as an opportunity, but also being real that like it's not easy, right? And I think you should also serve as a reminder and it's an annoying reminder that I have to live with every day that there's just no excuses and it's not in a negative way. It's just like, if you want to do something, you can do it, right? There was not, everyone has a different place that they start, um, but for all intents and purposes in this industry, you didn't start with anything. Um, And so to look at you and say, oh, well, I can't do that because of this. There's really, you have to just sort of commit and and persevere and like you said, it's the harder you work, the luckier you get. Um, so I think that that's like our good reminder for today and something not to like poke at people and say don't make an excuse, it's more to remind someone like you just have to to double down and this is gonna happen, this market's cyclical and you have to have the stomach for it too. Um, so when you did acquire the company in 06, which we could get into that I put your feet to the fire and told you you'd quit your job, so that's yes, why we're here. Yep. Um, but what did that look like? What did the first couple of years look like? Walk us through that because that was really the pivotal moment, I think, for where we are today.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we stepped into a company that was a strong independent company and introduced a brand, which is always more of a challenge generally. Uh, but we had a, a 50 agents that embraced us and gave us, when we stood in front of them, when I stood in front of them, I, I said to them, please give us the chance. We have the experience but we're not here in Boston and we're going to be here with you in Boston, give us a chance. And they did. And I, you know, we started out with 55 agents and I believe at the end of 08, we still had 55 agents. We, we, we grew a little bit, obviously, beyond that, but everybody that was the core was still there. And so they gave us a chance and then we hopefully proved ourselves to them. Uh, it was rough, obviously, when 08 hit. We had uh, just acquired the company, pretty much used up all our liquid cash and then all of a sudden there was no money coming in. Uh, but we had a You know we 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 had to make a decision we could we could roll up and die or we could push forward and uh, Paul and I decided to push forward and we did uh, between 08 and 11 we did seven acquisitions and the acquisitions that we did were in the markets that when the market turned they were golden they were golden but we had to get there and so we had to fight and struggle to pay the bills really is all it was and uh, we had a, there's a lot of wonderful stories in there that I probably can't share because I'll end up tearing up, but a lot of help from my agents and, and, and such. So, uh, you know, we started, we started down. We started getting hit right away. There was some bad steps along the way. We got through it all. And, you know, I guess that if I'm telling you the story, it's not because it's magical. It's because sometimes you just have to dig in and hold on. And if, if it's worth it to you, you need to dig in and hold on. And that's you're coming into a market now where we don't know what is uh, coming around the corner. We know rates are going to be around six, seven percent. We can live with that. We've lived with it before. But there's a mindset that has to happen in your mind and in, the, in your client customers' customers' mind that there's now a new number. And that happens over time. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Everyone is still trying to figure out what that means. I, I've been doing two percent. Now I'm doing seven percent. Well. This too shall pass, and you have to kind of get through it and understand that you got to educate your clients and customers. Let them know where that is what that means. You know, we have a a presentation where we said that it used to be uh, location, location, location. Well, now for agents, it's communication, communication, communication. You have to talk to your clients and customers. You have to educate them, and you have to be the steady hand. This is the time to be the steady hand, and guess what? You'll earn their... Uh, you'll earn their business that way they're not going to leave you when things change because you were there when things were hard so this is the time we dig in and we work hard uh, and, and it isn't easy look agents don't get paid unless they close a deal and we know that and we know that it's a challenge for financially but sometimes you have to really buckle down and, and make it work because we're going to have a good market again and, and right now in my mind it's a good market anyway because as long as you're experienced and you know what you're doing you can get through anything. Mm-hmm. The newer people have to kind of buckle down and, and hang on.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Really, like the stories you were referencing, the people that stood up and helped you when you were saying, like the harder where we were saying, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I, I wrote down good people because I think I was thinking like you really found good people. But then when you really look at it, I feel like it's almost like the better you are, the better people you find. Like there's a lot of good people out there, but you have to be good to them first. And I think that that's definitely like leading with your heart and all of that stuff that we talk about. That I think is. Not even something that we have to like belabor because it's clear that that's what we do. Um, but that's the thing is like that all these amazing people stepped up wasn't a coincidence. It's that if you're good to people, they're good to you back. And a lot of people stood with us and helped you get through that time, which was amazing.
1: Very much so. Very yeah. much so. You know, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm going to use a, a Yankee analogy here. You know, there's companies, uh, there's teams out there. The Red Sox, for me, are a great team and we're struggling this season, obviously, but it's going to come around. But the Yankees, what I say about the Yankees, and I'm not a Yankee fan, obviously, but what I say about them is they always have the best team that money can buy. And that's really what they've always been. They put the money out, the best team that money can buy. I don't see them in a World Series. So that's about a foundation. That's about building a team. And that's where real estate is the same analogy. You know, If you pick and choose who you're gonna work with and they're your culture, your peers, your people, You're going to have a strong foundation. If you have a strong foundation, you just continue to grow.
0: Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Thank you so much. This is awesome. I know we could sit here for hours. Um, I think what we're going to do is maybe spin off from your history and M&A and talk about that in a part two, because that seems like something that we could take a deep dive into. So we'll do that. So stay tuned if you want to hear that.